Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby Doo Doo, Wobbly Wow, Billy Mariah, Wow, 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 with Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah! Nailed it! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just James. It's your host, James. I have my absolutely beautiful co-host next to me, Thomas. Thomas is my gorgeous plant. He is looking absolutely fabulous, guys. He is definitely showing me up today. I have no makeup on. I have my hair tied up in an above-my-head bun. I mean, I'm an absolute vision. And, of course, I've got the sexy man next to me that, like, came to play. So I hope you guys are well. I'm actually, I bought these plants online. I say plants, so these two little seeds. And if you um, on Instagram or TikTok follow um, a really amazingly humorous comedian by the name of Christian Hull, he has a range of products which is called Fuck Off. So he sells these little pendants that he like swears into, sends like swear words and stuff. so that when you buy them, they like repel people that you don't like or things you don't want near you. It tells everything to fuck off around you. And he's created a line of seeds that actually say fuck off on them. And supposedly when they grow, the plant then says fuck off on the plant. So I bought two of these seeds. And I must say, to be fair, the shipping was extremely quick from what I thought it was going to be. And coming from Australia to London, um, I was very, very impressed with how quick it was. But I'm struggling to get these little mofos to grow. I've had, the, like, I followed the instructions. They've been in a, plant, in a pot. The instructions that it says is, like, three days these things will stop blooming. Well, I think it's been, like, four, five, six weeks now. I still can't get these fuckers to grow. So if anybody has any advice on how to get a seed to take off, I don't know if I need to take it out of the soil and put it in like cotton wool like we did in school, like, you know, when you germinate plants in school. Um, I don't quite know what to do to get these little dudes to, to, to you know, to, to grow. So if anybody, have, uh, you know, I have so many plant listeners that, that follow this TikTok because I'm obsessed with plants, uh, your advice would be really appreciated. So pass it along, dudes. Pass it along. Um Update on my ankle for those of you guys that follow my podcast. I fell down a flight of stairs two weeks ago and dislocated my ankle, pulled all the tendons in my ankle, and I sprained my right ankle. So right ankle is still quite swollen and left ankle is still in a boot. Um, It is now the 5th of May and I am having physio again on the 11th. So I have to keep it in the boot until then. I must say, I have good days and bad days. Today was a bad day. My heel is sore, which makes absolutely no sense because I hardly walk on the bloody thing. I've been man down at home. I've behaved. We had a long bank weekend in the UK and I had loads of friends and family like come round rather than me going out and trying to hobble along on my on my crutches. So I had my mother and um, stepfather around on Saturday night, which ended up being so boozy. And Sunday I was quite hungover uh, and had another friend around. And then that was boozy as well. So yesterday I literally didn't leave my room. I watched movies from the moment I woke up until the moment I went back to bed and just had a chill day. So I don't understand why my heel is so sore today. I suppose it's just all part of the healing process and 
tenants are sort of reconnecting themselves and everything's coming right. So hopefully that will come right soon. I can stand on my ankle now without the boot on, which is great because I've been sort of bathing as opposed to showering. And sometimes you just actually just want that shower and wash your hair properly. And yeah, so I'm, I'm glad I'm able to, to, I don't know why you guys would even care about my, my bathing cases. <laughs> anyway, that's all going well. I hope you guys are great. It's Wednesday. We've had really shitty weather in the UK. Uh, hasn't been great the last couple of days, to be fair. Yesterday was miserable. The wind was so bad and it poured with rain, but it was nice for like a movie day. That was the best weather. And then today it's been a bit like, in Afrikaans say it's misluck, which means it's just miserable. So... Yeah, hopefully we'll get some good weather coming on soon. I'm not too too sad about the weather being shit while I'm stuck in the house, to be honest. But um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm all right with it. So I hope you guys are good. I know I've said this twice now. Um, let's, you know, I oh, I learned a new hack. So for, for us girls with long hair, because I've got really long hair, I've got thick, insanely long hair. Um, and I get all these like short little hairs on the back of my head so when my hair's tied up I have all these little pieces that hang down and they drive me insane and I learned the other day that and I I um I have a necklace which has got three little hearts on it that I never take off the one heart is from my 21st it's a Tiffany heart and then two hearts that are from my mom which represents my mom and myself I never ever ever take my necklace off I sleep in it I bath in it I shower you know I do everything with my necklace on it just never leaves my neck and I discovered the other day that it's actually from the necklace. So it like burns off your the back of the hairs and sort of like cuts them shorter. And that's why you always have these little short hairs at the back of your neck. And mine are getting particularly bad at the moment. But I think it's also just wear and tear over time. And of course, being in lockdown for six months, I wasn't like going to the hairdresser and like having all the pampas sesh. And I think as my hair sort of grew out of... Um, of the of my color I think the natural hair is probably just less you know not as, as strong and just it, my hair was breaking even badly but yeah so if you keep getting the those things on the back of your hair take a necklace off I've actually taken my necklace off and it, it feels quite strange for me because I'm used to the like ting ting sound that like ting ding ding as I walk around I feel like a spaniel um but I, um, I'm going to see if it actually helps. And if it does, then I'll put the necklace back on. But if it does, then I might just keep it off. I've had that necklace on since I was 21. So it's been, it's been on for a really, really long time. Um, there's pieces of jewelry that I don't take off. And my necklace is one of them. And then I've got two little chains on my wrist. Um, one is from my brother and one is from my mother. And I wear a thumb ring that I've worn over 10, over, no, probably over 12 years now, 11, 12 years now. Um, and all, all of the jewelry I wear is extremely sentimental to me. And I sort of change my earrings and my watches and all of that. But there's items that I just don't take off. Um, so yeah, fun fact about me that you didn't know, maybe. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I've been going through a bit of stuff lately. Um, I had a really tough time about a year ago when I started this podcast with with the manager that was bullying me quite badly. And I my second podcast of all times is actually about sort of handling bullying. And at the time I really struggled with it and it was sort of my way of 
of venting and maybe doing a bit of research and understanding like how to handle my bully. And uh, subsequently, as time went on, he got his way and he made me redundant with the whole COVID thing. And it made, you know, it was his way of getting rid of me. Fair enough. He disliked me. He couldn't get rid of me any other way because I'd been an employee that had been in the company for many, many years and sort of hadn't really stepped out of line. So he wouldn't have just been able to to get rid of me. So the redundancy over COVID was sort of his way of, of making it happen. And I moved to another company that I thought was going to be really successful and a really good role. And I was very excited about it. And over time, the manager just sort of showed his true colors a little bit and turned into a bit of a bully. I was shouted at very unnecessarily, in my opinion. Well, I don't think anybody deserves to be shouted at under any circumstance. And, you know, when, when it was brought, you know, sort of had a conversation about it, he said, oh, that's just how I am. And I do that to everybody. And quite honestly, it's not good enough. Nobody should should shout at any staff members. It's unprofessional. It shows your lack of of managerial skills. Because if you were a really good manager, you wouldn't need to shout at a staff member. You you would know how to handle everybody accurately. And and screaming at me is not the way to deal with me. I'm I'm a staff member that works very well with praise. The more you praise me, the harder I work, the better I do. If you reprimand me and cut me out and tell me I'm a shit and I'm a bad person, I I do the opposite. I don't work well. Um, and then I sort of get the attitude of, well, I can't do anything right anyway. And I actually said that to him at one point. I said, I feel like I can't do anything right. And I just think he didn't know how to be a manager. I think he's inexperienced in a lot of ways. And that's my personal opinion. I'll never say who the person was, who the company was. The nice thing is everybody that listens to this podcast, I keep my personal life and my business life very separate. So, um, you know, I'll never actually say who the company was or anything like that. But it ended very poorly between the two of us. Um, you know, there's definitely a, a, a relationship lost very badly. And I've actually made the big decision to open my own business. And I'm doing it for myself now. You know, I've made the choice that I've had some really shitty managers in my life. And, and it's something that I'm actually quite keen to write like a blog about or a book about. And, you know, sort of talk about it from a perspective that, you know, maybe some of it is me, but maybe some of it really isn't. And there is a better way to deal with staff members. So, you know, I'm just kicking the idea around a little bit about actually writing because I don't think anybody would believe some of the stories I know, you know, from, from managers and companies. And maybe even just include like all my shitty exes in there as well, you know, but, you know, the the amount of sheer bullshit I've sort of dated. You know, if you're a complete arsehole and like narcissistic, I'll probably have dated you or will date you, one or the other. It's just sort of, <laughs> I just, I certainly have a type. Uh, yes, there's some good guys in there, so don't get me wrong. They're not all complete wankers. Um, I know quite a few of my exes listen to this podcast, so I'm not talking about all of you, but the ones that you know who you are, you'll know who you are. Uh, so I, you know, thinking about going, you know, about bullying bosses, I think it was something that I just kind of wanted to touch on again and maybe just have like a little go over because my last podcast was a year ago on this and you know at some point in your career things change not everybody's been 
listening to my podcast from the very first episode. Some of you have come in in my second season, which is, I really appreciate. I've got so many more listeners this year. So thanks, guys. You know, the, the continued support is so valued to me. And I really do value my listeners. So for those of you that are loyal and you listen all the time, I really love having you here. But, you know, if you ever do feel like you're being bullied at work and like your manager doesn't have the best interest in mind and sort of like doesn't care about you, there's, you know, they say that 81% of the workforce feels bullied in the UK at some point in their career. And I mean, 84% are women and 75% are men. Not that I'm like being sexist or anything like that. It's just, it's the sheer statistics that were found. Um, And, you know, if you're part of that group, it's not easy. You know, a really toxic work environment can wear even the strongest people down. It can make you question your own perspective. It can make you wonder if you're being victimized. It makes you feel so like, like uh, magnified. So, you know, there's 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 so many like tough bosses. Some bosses give constructive criticism and some people take it as, you know, being bullied. But constructive criticism and sort of like intimidation are two very different things. And, you know, if they refuse to sort of give you the tools or the information that you need to do your job, you are unfairly taking – they take credit for the work that you do. Uh, if they're underestimate uh, – sorry, and yeah – uh, if they undermine you, not underestimate, uh, I couldn't do the word from it there. If they undermine you in front of the staff members, uh, if they gossip or spread lies about you, um, treat you differently to any other staff member or sort of do negative body language, um, discouraging eye rolls, foot tapping, shouting, which is what happened to me. It's bullying. It's It's complete bullying. And if you experience any of those, you know, it is harassment in the workplace and it can cause significant emotional and physical damage. You, that person doesn't understand what you're going through in your personal life. They don't know what your home life is like, what your childhood was like, what, what, what's happening in your world. And the first question that a lot of people sort of say is, what have I done wrong? You know, how can I make it stop? How, how can you deal with the situation in the right way to proactively take actions so that you can make it better and how you can, you can sort of like make your life happier? And the very first advice I would say to you is stay calm, stay cool, and stay collected. You know, when somebody's bullying you, they're looking for a reaction. They, you, if you suddenly react and scream back or shout back or, you know, reacted in any other way, it could, it could completely complicate the situation. But more importantly, is that it then doesn't become a one-sided bullying. It just becomes an argument. It becomes a fight. Um, you know, if your bullying boss is is just a blip in your career and you don't care enough, the first thing I'd say is find another job. If you feel that you have to stay in that role and stay in that situation, I would never play a bully at their own game. Take the higher ground. Um, it will only fuel the fire. You know, if I would stay polite, I would say rational, ask them to um, resist the behavior that they're doing. And if they don't have any ammunition against you and sort of like they, they you're not re- reacting to their behavior, hopefully sometimes it actually makes them back off because they're not getting the reaction that they want. But if it continues, then I, I mean, the very first thing I'd say is speak to HR, you know, go and speak to somebody else, go and speak to their line manager, 
take it above them. You know, if you feel confident and you feel comfortable, address how you feel. Let them know how you feel. It's an important step in dealing with the workplace bullying is is saying, I don't feel comfortable. I feel confronted. You know, there's you can sort of take actions about the way that you feel. Maybe if you don't feel confidence, confident saying it to their faces, send an email. You know, after a specific incident, put it in writing. Send them a short the message, precise message explaining what had happened and how it made you feel. That way it's in writing, it's in the system, they cannot take that away from you. And at the same breath, it just gives you a little bit of, um, it gives you a paper trail if you need it. And if you don't want it to be accusationary, just write it very kindly, write it very nicely, try and maybe get somebody else to help you read it over first before you send it. And, um, you know, open up like a dialogue if you can, a dialogue if you can you know maybe have suggest a one-on-one review session that you can have with them uh, chances are your your boss will, your boss will ask you how, why you're doing this why you open this why has it led to this and um, you can sort of explain yourself in a little bit better and let your boss know that that, that something isn't that there has to be a rebalance in the relationship in order to regain respect Um and like I said, you know, track the evidence, track the email, make sure that everything you send, everything you do is put in writing. Um, I know in the UK you can't record a, a conversation without consent from the other person. If you feel more confident that you feel like you need to, say to them, I'd like to record this conversation. Um, that often doesn't go down well, and I can assure you that that will probably fuel a fire even higher. Uh, and it will certainly add gasoline to any fire. But it may also calm that person down to speaking to you a little bit more rationally and take that step to speak to HR, you know, inform them. um, HR should remain confidential to anything that you say to them. Um, And you should be able to sort of make a formal complaint and sort of say to HR that you feel really bullied at the time. Um, You know, there there will be a grievance process in place. Check your company handbook. Uh, if you don't know what the what the what the process is, is just ask HR for your grievance process, and you can phone a company like ACAS, which is the Advice Conciliation and Arbitration Service. It's completely free to phone in the UK. You can phone them anonymously. You don't have to leave your name. You don't have to say the company, and they will give you advice on how to handle the situation without your company being informed or anybody from HR even being aware of it. And don't blame. You're not the one to blame. You're the one that's being bullied. And it's important to remember that it's not your fault. You know, like a, like, a, like a school bully, you never ask for a bully to come and hurt you. You're the victim in the situation. And maybe your, your manager feels inadequate. Maybe they feel that they need to dominate over other people to keep their authority. It's, it's generally, in my opinion somebody that has a lack of managerial experience that actually doesn't know how to be a sufficient manager, that doesn't know how to run a department correctly. And the only reaction they can do is try and overstep you and bully you to leave you feeling like you're lesser than them. You're not. And don't give that person power over you. You know, I don't, I will never stand for it again. I've made this decision now. And I'm so stressed out because I'm starting my own company. But 
I've made the choice that I don't want to work for somebody again that's gonna that thinks it's okay to shout at me, somebody that thinks it's okay to speak down to me, or who thinks that they have they have to do that to win. And I'm a very strong, opinionated South African woman. I am I don't back down, I'm extremely confident. And I think that managers struggle to handle me because I'm opinionated. I am experienced. I know what I'm talking about. And in order to sort of like overshadow my personality, sometimes I feel that bullying is the only way to get through to me. It's not. It's actually the complete opposite. The less you, the less you try and think you're intimidating me, the more I'll respect you and the more I'll actually listen to you. And that's, that's unfortunately, that's where the, the culture clash comes in. And I truly believe that that I am from a very different culture to a lot of British managers are. And I'm not saying this in any way. I'm not looking for a fight in any way. I'm specifically, when I'm saying this, I'm saying this to the specific people that bullied me. I'm not saying this to the UK public in general. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm specifically calling out one specific person with my comment um, because I'm not going to I'm not going to sort of blanket the whole country and be like, you guys are bullshit. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. I'm saying this one specific person who's a little little worm who shouldn't be in the role that he's in thought that it was okay to bully me and you're never going to win. And I'm just, I feel empowered about this. And I feel like I finally like reached a point in my life that I'm like, fuck all of you. I'm so good at what I do. I'm such a hard worker. I will put my heart and soul into it. And Instead of somebody going, oh, you know, you're not working hard enough. You're not doing something hard enough. I'll fucking do it for myself now. I'll do it for myself because I'll do well and make my own money and not have a bullshit manager to do it for me anymore. And I feel so excited about it. <laughs> so if anybody is looking for my company or an information on what I'm doing, please reach out to me. Uh, my Instagram is just James Podcast, just underscore James underscore podcast. Uh, and my Facebook is just James Podcast as well. I'm not as good on my Facebook as I am on my Instagram. My Instagram, I put up memes that I find funny. I remind you guys that the podcast is coming out and please follow me. I get so many DMs from you guys and I love it so much. And I just say, please follow me. Please, please, please. I'm trying to grow that page, give you guys as much information as I can. And let's build like a really positive, amazing community of just kick-ass people out there who just have like kick-ass lives. And we're just going to like take over and be like a, we're going to be an army of our own. Um, <laughs> saying that, I, as my army, had my gorgeous friend over on Sunday, um, just for a girl's afternoon, just for, for a little catch-up drinky, drinky poo, um, and I was, unfortunately, let her down, and when she arrived, I was quite hungover from the night before with my parents, um, so I, you know, nursed a glass of wine, which, um, she, she said you're probably about 10 hours or so, you know, from the afternoon to the evening, um, so within that time, sort of eventually did finish a bottle of wine, but she had had two bottles of wine and was absolute, and I love her to death, but she was quite drunk compared to myself. But I think I was just topping up from the night before. Um, I mean, to be fair, I probably would have ended up drinking just as much as she did if I hadn't have been hungover and sort of like had a really shitty day the, the night before, I mean, had been drinking the night before. 
Um, so I was quite sober, um, you know, and obviously giggled watching my friend like with a glass in her hand, pouring wine, you know, and tipping wine out while she spoke. And it was so funny. But I thought that, you know, sometimes there are situations where we have a drunk friend that we have to look out for. And, you know, what do you do when a friend, when a friend is really drunk, especially if you don't drink or, you know, you could be pregnant or just not, you know, in the mood or like me hungover and just couldn't sort of catch up. Um, and I thought, well, why don't we look at, at what to do, if, how to look after a drunk friend. Um, and it, I, I think there's, I mean, there's always the part where you have that friend that maybe has an issue, um, you know, do you know how do you help them how do you look after a drunk friend and I think sometimes people um how do you tell if your friend does need a bit of help and things that you can look at is like if they can't talk properly if their eyes are glazed over if they're acting strangely doing things very abnormal to their normal behavior uh, are they vomiting are they falling over and running into things can't they walk straight or have they passed out and what should you do you know be there for them is probably the most important thing I would never sort of get angry and leave a, fr a drunk friend at a bar by themselves or sort of in a situation where they could be put in a very vulnerable position so you have to be that friend and stay with them if you can't be there make sure somebody else can be there for them but it can't be somebody that's just as drunk as they are uh, there has to be somebody that's going to be sort of the sober mind or somebody that's going to be able to look after them um, and try and get them to eat something, try and get them to drink non-alcoholic drinks and if possible, um, prevent them from drinking any more alcohol, maybe a cup of coffee, eat something, sort of soak up that booze. And if they are in a really severe case, is put them in a recovery position, line them down, make sure they're on their side with something behind their back to prevent them from rolling over onto their back or their stomach because if they vomit as well as they could actually choke um, and then try and just I think the easiest thing to do is just try and get your friend home safely you know um, and if if they lose consciousness or they can't be woken up you know worst case scenario is obviously phone an emergency service phone an ambulance um, but I think sometimes you know being drunk is relatively harmless and can just simply result in a hangover the next day, being teased a little bit by yourself, um, you know, a little bit of like, oh my God, babes, guess what you did last night? Oh my word, this is so funny. You know, this is what this is what you said. Um, but they can also get to that that stage where it's alcohol poisoning and it's gone too far, and that's normally sort of mental confusion, pass out or coma, vomiting, seizures or shaking, uh, slow or regular breathing low body temperature paleness and blue skin and if that sort of happens you need to sort of call an ambulance call somebody that can help you and if you're really worried about your friend or annoyed that they're going to ruin your night say something to them another time this is when somebody's drunk it's not the time to be like you're ruining my night because they're drunk they're going to argue with you they're not potentially going to remember it the next day and there's nothing that can happen in that situation that will will come right from you being like you're ruining my night I would just say that maybe leave it for another time when you're both sober have a like a more serious conversation and just be like look babes the other night when we were out this you can recall what had happened over the evening and be like look it really wasn't okay and have like a more sober conversation than um then sort of like putting it onto them on that evening because it's like 
It's like throwing water at a cat. Like you, nothing's going to come right from it. It really won't. Um, and you know, I sometimes you say if you can't beat him, join him. I don't know if that's the right advice at this point in time. Um, but you know, if they are having fun and you just simply are not on the same level, just let them have their fun, you know. But if it does take a more serious turn, then then just be there for your buddies as well. It's probably the best advice I can give you. Um, I am looking, obviously, with my little um, Just James podcast page, I was sort of looking at Instagram and, you know, what what you can do to sort of better your little brand and your your guidance, you know, the guidance of what you should and shouldn't do of Instagram. And then I thought, well, what's the point of me just looking at it for myself and not sharing it? So I thought I would show the do's and don'ts of Instagram. So, I mean, the do's of Instagram are really long. I mean, th- there's quite a long list of them. It's quite an extensive sort of breakdown to what um, – what you can do. So some of the do, I mean, I'm not going to go through this line for line for line, but if you Google do's and don'ts of Instagram, you can find all of this yourself. But one of the things is post vertically. So when shooting for Instagram and posting on Instagram, vertically is always better. Shoot horizontally and vertically. If you're selling prints and one variety, Instagram is a vertical platform and vertical photos take up more room on the mobile screen and show off a beautiful work of yours. Be confident because um, and be consistent. Be consistent with your style, your theme, your editing, your color, and your subject matter. So I think when you have an Instagram page, make sure that you theme it. You know what you're going to put on that page, what you want to put on there, and sort of stick to that. Um, edit your photos before posting. Try and make them as beautiful as possible. Be mindful of posting times. It's important to post two to three times a day when growing your Instagram. Post in the morning between 8.30 a.m. and 10 a.m. and in the evening between 7.30 and and 10 p.m. Experiment with these times to see what brings you the most engagement. Use the analytics as well. You can use a business, if you have a business account, you can check the analytics on each post and sort of see how they are doing better and what sort of like content people like quality over quantity so if you have any if you don't have anything to post sometimes it's best to wait until you have something get creative and even a little bit weird experiment and play with your style ask questions in your comments be funny and let people um let people be uh, know that you genuinely care um then uh what else can i say i don't want to say all of them but it's just uh, this honestly there's so many like do's and don'ts and like things that you can do. Um, be an authority, which obviously tell tell people stuff. Uh, try and get featured, engage with people, attend meetups, collaborate, become a moderator for a hub. Think about your target audience and research often. Find inspiration, use uh, latter.com, a quick way to schedule Instagram posts. Sorry, I just read, I had written all of this down. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't pot- always potentially want to like promote these things. So like go and find the pages that you want to, like the hubs that you want to use. Uh, latter.com, I've never used, I've never actually looked at. So although I've just said that, uh, it's only because it's on what I'd written down. But um, please go and research them first. I don't want to recommend something to you 
and um, then you're like, oh my God, James, this is horrendous. So, um, yeah, so uh, rather like look at the programs that you want to use. Right, so now the don'ts is what the ones that I think would be more important because I think the do's, you're either doing them well already or um, you're uh, going to learn now. So don't set accounts to private. I know a lot of people do this for security purposes, but if, if you're growing your Instagram and want people to see your work, then don't set your account to private. Don't abuse hashtags. Make sure you use targeted and popular hashtags and not hashtags that are obvi um, obvious to, in the photo. Don't post low-quality photos. Don't feel like you have to use DSLR. Um, and DSLR, it says, yeah, I would recommend shooting on a DSLR. It's not necessary. There are some very successful phones only. Or point, uh, I assume, D sorry, I didn't actually know what that was myself. I assume it's like a camera. So, but I mean, most camera phones these days do like a really bloody good job. Uh, don't use borders. Keep it clean. There are some exemptions to the rule. I've seen a few accounts that use all um, hor horizontal photos with a white border where it actually works really well, but it's not deliberate and it, it can look messy. Don't overuse filters. I hate filtered pictures when they just don't look real anymore. I just, I hate it. I, I just think it looks terrible. I don't recommend it. Don't spam. Don't send like, you know, when you get those people that will send out like 15 pictures at a time and you're like, and individually one at a time. So your whole wall is just absolutely like eaten up with their pictures of their like goldfish. I hate that. Um, I try not DM anybody unless I have a reason to. I always recommend you guys DM me. So I'm saying like, don't DM everybody and be like, oh, welcome to my business. Please follow me. I'm blah, 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 blah. I just think like sometimes it can affect your page more than anything else. It makes me want to unfollow you if you just DM me for no reason. But Just Gems Podcast wants your DMs. So ignore that on, on this specific occasion because I want to talk to you guys. Tell me about things. Um you know, don't try, oh, one of my worst things in the world is when somebody's been to a concert and they post 87 to 99 freaking stories of the concert that you're at. You can't hear anything. You're in row like 792 away from the bloody um, stage anyway. It's a band I don't know. It's a band I don't care about. And I have to literally watch 89 of these bloody things where it's, I might as well have just bought a ticket and gone to the concert myself. I, I personally, I absolutely hate it. Um, I just feel like it's, I find it annoying. I don't enjoy it. And the thing is when, when you've got like a bunch of mates and all seven of them have all posted on the Instagram stories, the exact same thing. It's just like I'll leave Instagram for a day and not even like look at it until they go away because it's so frustrating. Um, that's my advice is, is don't do that. But, you know, try and be consistent, engaging, and just, you know, check your page as much as possible. Interact with those of, that do come and like talk to you on their page. Um, you know, just be just be experiment and have fun and make sure that your page looks like it's having fun because that's the most important thing and 
I, I just want you guys to have fun with your own Instagram. And if you know more and, and if I've missed out anything that's really important or you think would be really helpful, let me know because I'd love to like learn more for my own page. If you want to come on the on my podcast and have a chat about it, please come along. Uh, you know, anybody is always welcome to come and have a chat on here and um, and talk to my followers, you know, um, my listeners and and pretty much you guys. So anybody is always welcome on here. I, um, last week's podcast, Mish, Mish, who, for those of you that are new, is my OG. She is so good at the, at the, um, at the, pot, at the conundrums. Last week, you got it wrong the first time, and I, off the top of my head, can't remember what she said, but the second time, you got it right. Uh, and the conundrum is, uh, what is always in front of you, but can't be seen? And the answer is the future. Um, Oh, what is she? I can't remember what she put in front of that. I'm not going to look for it now anyway. Uh, this week's conundrum is there is a one-story house in which everything is yellow. Yellow walls, yellow door, yellow furniture. What color are the stairs? If you want to send your answers to Just James podcast, my Instagram, DM me the answer. I'll give you guys a shout out if you get it right. Um, I love to I love to see what you guys come up with. So please send it off to me. I and try and do a review of something every week. I like to try and sort of end this podcast off with some positivity, with a conundrum, with you know review of the day, social media follow. But because I've hurt my bloody ankle, I haven't been anywhere. I haven't done anything. I've literally stayed at home. So I still don't have a review of anything for you guys which will hopefully change once I'm out and about. Um, I have to pop out tomorrow morning to just do a little bit of laundry and stuff like that, which I'll get my mom to take me to do. So hopefully I'll actually pass a business, which will give you some good good reviews. But if you guys have any good reviews in the meantime, please, again, send them over to me. Um, I am looking after two spaniels. I'm so excited. I have the sweetest little spaniel in the world called Archer. He's a little black cocker spaniel who I've been looking after for many, many years, and he is the love of my life. If I could steal him and make him my own, I swear to the skies I would do it. Uh, I absolutely have all the time in the world, and I think he reminds me so much of my Spaniel Luna that I lost, um, you know, about six years ago. And he's just he's just such a gentle soul. And his owners have... Um, have brought in a new spaniel who was um his name is storm he's also a spaniel he's a, he's a black and i'd say like a kidney color spaniel and um he was found in a storm which is where the name came from uh, i don't know much more about his history at this point in time uh, i've only just sort of discovered that he's now in in brotherhood with with archer and they've asked me for babysit him on the 14th. So I'm going to be like squealing like a school kid next week before I actually see him. So bear with me in my excitement. And then hopefully the week after, my, my podcast will just be dog crazy for the next two weeks with my excitement over, over the boys coming to stay with me for a night. So they're going to come. I'm going to fetch him from the groomers on the 14th. And they're going to sleep here for the night and then go back at like 9 a.m. the next morning. I am beyond excited. So, yeah, but so dog crazy this week. My social media follow up would be Tucker Bud, um, Buds, Budzin, which is T U C K E R B U D Z Y N. He's on Instagram, Facebook, he's on TikTok. He is the sweetest golden retriever you've ever seen. He's got this long mane in the front of him. He's, he's so well mannered. Uh, 
and his parents just they're just lovely with him um and he often has loads of friends around but i've actually found myself looking for his instagram every single day because i can't wait for new stories of him so if you're looking for a really sweet just wholesome dog page to follow uh she does a lot of like youtube video i think she's on youtube as well yeah um really great page to follow great great one to do but i want to give you guys a task this week as opposed to a motivational message to leave it to leave us off with and i want you to take this week and surround yourself with positive people and just be an inspiration amongst yourselves because i really think it's important that we find some positivity and as the world is sort of like defrosting from our lockdowns I, you know, world's going back to normal. I want us to be the positive ones. I want us to be the motivational ones. And I want each and every one of you guys to just surround yourself with happiness this week. And I can't wait to see you next week, everybody. Dream of puppies. Goodbye. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. Just James and Thomas the Plant.